Hi, and welcome to the Burning Ones podcast. Our desire is to see people all around the world burn for one name, Jesus. We pray that you experience the love and power of Him through this journey. Thank you for joining us, and may burning witnesses arise. Sickness is, is not a new thing, right? Like, we, we do understand. Like, like, sickness is not a new thing. Um, I do understand that because of the media and because of the political hijacking of sickness, and all of the agenda that is associated with people's reactions or response to sickness, um, that therein finds the hijacking. The hijacking is through them being able to create a particular response to sickness and then maneuvering and manipulating on that response in order to create an agenda and a narrative that is now associated with a particular lane of sickness. And I say a particular lane because it's not the only sickness that is still out there. It's amazing to me that everybody that coughs has COVID, right? Like nobody ever gets strep throat, bronchitis, upper respiratory infection. The common cold has been abolished. The flu in a normal sense has been completely done away with. Everybody who has a runny nose, everybody who gets a fever all of a sudden has COVID. Right. Like these are the days that we're living in. And I'm not saying this to be funny again, because in one sense, it's not funny to me at all. Um, It's in a lot of cases, pure nonsense, Um, not nonsense. Right. Because now you have all of the hype crowd that's going to raise up and all the people that are going to get incredibly emotional and they're going to get really heated. And in some cases, they're going to get super hostile. Uh, Maybe you've encountered some of these folks. Um, They're going to get super hostile because COVID is not something to play around with because it's actually taking people's lives. Okay. Uh, Yes. There are a variety of other sicknesses too that are taking people's lives on a regular basis that nobody seems to be that hyped up or hostile about. Right? Nobody was hyped up and hostile when the regular flu was killing hundreds of thousands of people on a regular basis, right? Nobody is hyped up, right? We've shut down in some cases all of society because of the narrative and because of the hijacking and the agenda that is associated with people's response to a particular lane of sickness. There are a host of other sicknesses. All of this is coming out of a cough, right? All of this is coming because I really had to cough during the time of worship and I held it back. And then even trying to get going, I had to cough and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to cough. And I don't really care what anybody thinks. I'm going to cough because I'm not a terrorist. And I know that I'm not out to get everybody by me coughing or sneezing. So I'm going to cough. And in some cases it's our broadcast. So I'm going to cough, but it's the agenda that's associated with a particular lane of sickness. You do understand, I I get it, right? COVID is real, right? Because now there's this category that if you're not going to align yourself with the agenda, then you must be one of those people who just don't know how to bear up with reality to know that people are actually dying. And so your denial of the agenda is also a denial of the reality of things that are happening to people because of this sickness. That's not true at all. Um, You can completely reject and denounce an association with the agenda. 
You can completely reject and denounce the political narrative and all of the mainstream media's attempt in order to prophesy certain things into culture. You don't have to align yourself with the weatherman, with the false prophet, with the mouthpiece that is the media. Uh, Anna and I were at the mall um, just a couple of days ago, as a matter of fact, and we were walking around the mall and it, it may be because school is about to get going again. Uh, it may be because everybody was there. There was a ton of kids there. Uh, there was a lot of people there as families buying school clothes and things of that nature. But then there was, it seemed like a bajillion other people that were there. And nobody really had these concerns that the media has been trying to prophesy into the experience of our lives. And I say that because if you take note the media creates its own story, whether accurate or inaccurate. Um, it's just, it's baffling to me. It is completely dumbfounding to me how many times the errors and the agenda of the media has been revealed, but then yet there are so many of us that are still sitting there glued to the TV screen, glued to the tablet screen, glued to my phone screen, waiting for the next thing, the next announcement, the next release from the false prophet, which is the weatherman, prophesying doom and gloom and forecasting a bunch of negative nonsense there in front of the screen waiting for the media to feed this itch that we have like oh man I need CNN to say something man I need Fox News to say something because the media and the news and the political talking points and all of their ability to create this narrative is what's feeding my soul and governing my quality of life it is dumbfounding to me after all of the inaccuracies and the errors that consistently are revealed, all of the numbers, all of the supposed stats, all of the nonsense that the media is using as hype material in order to create their prophetic sense of urgency to prophesy certain things that in the moment when they create their storyline may not even be real. But what they know is that if they can say it long enough, they will begin to see what it is that they are saying because there are so many many of us that are actually sitting and absorbing and soaking in all of what it is that they are releasing and over time like a seed that gets sown it gets planted in our hearts and whether or not we saw things the way they were saying things initially when the conversation was created what you begin to realize is that over time because you've rallied alongside, because you've aligned, because you've associated yourself, because you've pledged allegiance to the news sources and the political talking points, what you begin to notice over time is that the influence of these things, whether believed or not in the beginning, though the seed got sown, it begins to grow up over time. And now, even though in the beginning stages, you were not acting that way, you were not seeing things that way, those were in the beginning days. Now, because there's been time under influence and that time 
time under influence has created a tension in your own life and now the governing of your quality of life and now the lens that you are seeing all of life's circumstance and even interacting with others through is the byproduct of their forecasting and they are seeing what they have been saying. And in most instances, they are prophesying nonsense into our cultural experience. They are prophesying nonsense into our cultural experience. And it's just wild to me. Now again, you can create your own categories if you want to. Uh, I'm telling you, I don't necessarily fit nicely and neatly into all these boxes and all these compartments and into all of these ways that people are trying to um, create little sections of conversation so that they can know how to label folks and judge folks and they can know how to deal with folks and they can determine where they are by how they can peg them and put them in their own little places. No, 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 it's not, that, that's not it at all, right? Because again, you can on one side, believe that COVID is actually real, right? And to the degree that you believe that it was actually cooked up somewhere, right? As a biochemical weapon and then released into the nations, um, whether you believe that or not, um, you can actually believe that COVID is real regardless of what you think the source of it is, right? So let's just say that regardless of what you think the source of it is, you can believe that it's real you can believe that it is actually affecting people. You can believe that people are actually even dying from COVID, right? That 99 point something percent of the people are recovering that have lived to tell about it, but that there is a percentage of folks who experience COVID because it is real, that experience COVID that are actually dying from it. You can believe this. And simultaneously, right? The two are not mutually exclusive. It's not impossible to believe the one side and then also simultaneously believe the side that says, I also believe simultaneously that there is a political hijacking of the sickness and the experience that people are going through because of the sickness. I simultaneously believe that there is, in some instances, a demonic agenda that has been released through this lane and the experience of sickness. And whether it be politics, whether it be media, whether it be government structures, whether it be a global ruling class, all of this you can believe simultaneously. It does not have to be one or the other because everybody is getting hype and hostile because a percentage of folks are dying from COVID. I understand that. And it's no small thing. It's no small thing that people's loved ones are dying. It's no small thing that leaders and influential people are dying. Um, it's no small thing that people that are near and dear to our hearts are dying. Um, and I'm not creating the conversation in a way to say that it's affecting folks that have pre-existing conditions. That, that's not at all what I'm saying. What I am saying is that it is heartbreaking that we are actually losing people because of this sickness and the experience of it. But what I'm saying is that there is an agenda that has hijacked this experience of sickness. And I know that in certain cases, because the agenda has manipulated how contagious 
the sickness has been perceived to be. That this is actually one of the hinge point issues as to why our response has been so radical is because in most instances, we don't really care what people do with their own lives when they choose to destroy their own lives so long as it doesn't affect me. Right. And it's it's the arrogance and it's the independence that you can do whatever you want to do with your own life as long as what you're doing in your life doesn't affect my life. But because now the agenda and the hijacking has created, it's more than an assumption. It is really hostile and violent, which is why the responses are what they have been. The agenda has weaponized the experience of sickness and has now sown that throughout the fabric of our culture. Because again, what you do or what you are going through or what you encounter on your own, so long as it has no attachment to influence or affect my life, in most cases, and for the most part, we are seeming to be, by a lack of response, okay with what people choose to do as long as it doesn't affect me. Well, Mike, I don't, I, I don't, I don't necessarily um, really know what you're talking about uh, give me an example, right? Okay, uh, I'll, I'll give you a variety of examples, uh, right? We shut down all of culture, right? Because there's the possibility that people can get sick, right? We don't want to, we, we want to, we want to flatten the curve. We want to stop the spread, right? We want to be responsible, right? So we're going to shut down all of culture. We shut down all of the nation at one point in an attempt for other people to not be infected or for other people to not be affected by what was happening to some of us, right? But there are some of us in culture that have been going through things for a long time and even unto the point of death and it has not gotten the same response. So if we're going to say that we really care about people dying, then you don't have the right to only put that stamp on a particular lane of the conversation. And this is what I'm trying to get you to see is that there is a deception, a full blown deception in some cases that people are experiencing. And it has in some cases affected and conditioned their hearts to where they are really hostile about a particular conversation. But in some cases, what we're not finding is that some people have not actually thought this all the way out. Because if I say that I really care about people getting sick and dying, that I really care about lives, that lives are what matter, and that what people are experiencing that is leading them to death should matter. Then for me, um, there are a host of things that have been killing people for a long time. And in most cases, not only have we not shut down society, we've also not shut down the actual places that are the sources of this death that has been woven into the experience of our culture and our lives. Um, people have been dying from lung cancer, respiratory disease, emphysema, on and on, 
But we're not shutting down the nicotine plants. We're not shutting down cigarette shops. We're not shutting down hookah lounges. We're not shutting down cigar bars. We're not shutting down all of the people and the places that are making billions of dollars by financing people's sickness and death, right? There's no hype and hostility in culture, but why? Let let, let me assume for a moment why we're not coming after these things and these places is because these things and places actually satisfy several other categories in our own hearts, right? We're not shutting down the liquor shops. We're not shutting down all of the beer companies because people are dying from alcohol disease and people are dying by way of alcoholism. We're not shutting these things down. And as a matter of fact, if you remember, for the majority of 2020, while everything was quarantined, while everything was shut down, I'm sure that in your city, it was the same like in my city. The liquor shop was still open. You could still go and get smashed even on times of quarantine, right? Nobody really had a great concern for all of these other categories because there was only one category where the hype and the agenda and the hostility had been created. Oh, well, Mike, it's not the same thing. That's pure nonsense, right? Because we care about lives and we wanna make sure that we can see people stay alive. Right? If we really wanted to make sure that we could see people stay alive, then we would come after the sources of things that have been killing people for decades and decades and decades in our nation. But there has been no actual response to these things. And in large part, it's because there's been no agenda associated with all of these other things. Yo, we can break it down as far as you want to break it down. Um, we can break it down as far as you want to break it down. Right? All types of health issues and disorders have been killing people for decades in our nation. And there's been no hype. There's been no shutting down all of society. There's been no shutting down even again these businesses, these manufacturers, these different plants and organizations that are sourcing these things and actually becoming billionaires by doing so. Um, there have been a variety of pandemics in our nation for a long time that just have not gotten the interest because the agenda and the attempt to weaponize the conversation has not gotten the level of interest. Obesity is an issue in America. As a matter of fact, I spent a long time in the fitness industry, a long time in the fitness industry. Um, I may not look like it right now, but again, we're on day 28 of a fast and you build it all up, you tear it all down. You build it all up, you tear it all down. It is the cycle of my life. But I was in the fitness industry for a long time. Personal training, um, dietitian, nutritional plans, helping to run gyms, um, all of these things uh, for for a long time of my life. Um, And in one of the, uh, because again, there's a real academic side. And in a season of study, I realized that America actually is the most obese nation in the world. I, I, I mean, it just it is what it is. Um, I would say if the shoe fits, uh, but America is the most obese nation in the world. America per square mile has at its 
fingertips or at its disposal has available to it. America has per square mile the most fast food of any nation in the whole world. And in some cases, actually in a lot of cases, if you want to do your research, hundreds of thousands of people on a yearly basis are dying from health disorders because of the way that we eat, right? Um, But people aren't showing up outside of McDonald's trying to shut them down, right? People aren't showing up outside of KFC and Burger King and and all this other stuff. And and I'm just naming fast food spots, but people aren't picketing in the parking lot. They're not coming and saying, hey, listen, your food robbed me of a loved one. Hey, because, you know, Uncle Johnny gave himself to 40 years of fast food. He had all these health issues and he died from diabetes, right? Nobody is picketing in the parking lots. Nobody has weaponized that conversation. So in some cases, in some cases, we actually don't really care care about lives and people dying the way that we are at least creating the image in the moment because of the heat of the agenda. We actually don't deep beneath the surface of our own hearts and lives. What we actually care about is that no one else's sickness and possible death affects my life the way that the political agenda has said is possible for it to do. Because you know, in real time, um, you can rally up next to an alcoholic and they're not going to affect you, right? What they're carrying is not going to create some sort of influence to you where now it's going to be transmitted or transferred or passed on. Uh, You know that you can rally up next to somebody who's got all types. Their life is plagued with all types of health issues and concerns based off of the way they eat right? Based off of the way they eat, right? They are feeding themselves to death. They are consuming on a regular basis things that are actually leading into all of the challenges and the concerns and now the outcomes that they're experiencing. They have over time chosen to consume all of what is potential issues. We actually don't really care the way that we say we care about lives, the lives that we do care about are the lives that possibly are going to affect the way that I want to live. And the media and politics and all of the other influencers that are involved have done an amazing job at weaponizing this conversation. When I say weaponizing the conversation, what is it that I mean? Because you might come to your own assumptions or conclusions as to what I mean, but I'm going to tell you what I mean. For a very long time, there has been a variety of attempts in our nation to weaponize a variety of conversations, to spread division, to breed hostility to bring people to the point where they were willing to be filled with rage. And that rage was going to be expressed or directed or demonstrated towards another group of people, regardless of how the terms of the conversation have been created. You can actually look back over what has now been a long period of time where there have been multiple attempts 
to weaponize a variety of conversations in order to get us to be against one another, in order to get us to be hostile toward one another, to bring us to the point where we were willing to, through all of the energy that has been associated in the conversation, disassociate, actually lash out against one another, have contempt for one another, speak evil, have uh, all this uh, hostility towards one another. There has been a variety of attempts in order to reach a point of success where what was wielded had been embraced to such a deep degree that now this bitter root deep on the inside would grow up and begin to bring defilement to many. And what we are seeing in this moment of time is we are seeing a weaponizing of this conversation, right? We are seeing a weaponizing in our culture of the conversation of vaccinated and unvaccinated. We are seeing a weaponizing of the vaccination conversation. Uh, but there's been a variety of attempts to weaponize conversations, right? Let's just think back. Um, there was the Me Too movement where the attempt was to have women be against men, right? The rise of feminism, the rise of all of the, the unhealthy, right? Aggressive, um, all of the, uh, the negative, uh, all of the, in some instances, the rage that gets demonstrated right through the conversation uh, because every conversation has the potential to be hijacked, right? And that's the issue that we actually have to seize or discern in our moment of time. We actually have to have a heart that is able to discern God's voice in the midst of a host of other voices. Uh, but there was an attempt to weaponize the me too, conversation. There was an attempt to weaponize the conversation of the cops and the civilians, right? Let, let's, let's actually for a moment stop and think. There was an attempt to weaponize this conversation, to breed hostility and rage into particular people groups where they would act out on that against one another. The Me Too movement, women and men, right? Then you had the civilians against the cops. And this is not to say that I'm not speaking in a particular order. Um, there's been the conversation of racism and black people against white people, white people against black people in an attempt to weaponize the conversation. And that's not to say that there's not actual racists out there. There is actual racists out there. There's not to say that there's not crooked cops out there. There is crooked cops out there. That's not to say that there's not actual thugs and criminals and bad people out there that are intentionally trying to do bad things to other people in society. There are bad people in society. There are bad cops. There are actual racists. There are people who align with whether you're white or black. You can be black and be racist too. Right? White people are not the only possible category for racists. The KKK are not the only racist ideology group throughout the whole world or particularly in our nation. You can be black and be racist also. There was the attempt to politically weaponize the conversation. 
right? Where hostility now gets created with Democrats, Republicans. Look, look, look at, I'm telling you, look at the danger of weaponizing these conversations. Look at lives that have been lost because of the intentional effort given to weaponize, to motivate the conversation with rage, to motivate the conversation with violence because of the undergirding and all of the energy that has been pumped into the conversation in a intentional way. This is what we call an agenda. It's where our motives are moved in an intentional way. There's an agenda in all of these conversations to weaponize the conversation conversation to get people to become weapons of warfare towards one another because of the influence of the conversation in their own hearts. And we've seen this for a long time, right? The LGBTQ and conservatives, they weaponize that conversation, right? Again, the Me Too movement, the black versus white, the white versus black civilians and cops, the political conversations, Democrats and Republicans. And now we're finding a new version of the agenda in an attempt to weaponize the conversation of the vaccinated and the unvaccinated, right? Uh, uh, because again, interesting to me is that on a annual basis, on a yearly basis, hundreds of thousands of people die from the flu from both the flu and the flu vaccine, right? Because there is a vaccine for the regular flu. During flu season, I can't even necessarily pop into the grocery store without somebody suggesting to me that I get a flu shot. Have you had your flu shot this year? Right, we're all familiar with the phrase. Hundreds of thousands of people dying on a yearly basis because of the flu and the flu vaccine, right? Um, but even though the flu is contagious, We've not weaponized the conversation of the regular flu. And we're not out here suggesting that we shut down society because everybody hasn't had their regular flu shot. Oh, well, you're just over-exaggerating the point. You're just, no, no, no. Turn on any form of news or information. Social media, media, any form where information is being distributed and you are going to find that the conversation is ever increasing in the direction of hostility, that there is an attempt to weaponize the vaccination conversation, um, right? My body matters. I should have the choice, right? I shouldn't have to do what other people are saying I have to do. Um, right. Because you've got a, a, a variety of sides of the conversation. Right. It's my body. I should have to I should have the right to choose. Right. Th that, that's cool. Everybody feels that way. Um, you know, in some instances. Um, right. I say in some instances. Uh, right. Because in, in the vaccination conversation, um, they are directly telling you what you should have to do with your body. Um, and they're OK with that in the vaccination conversation. Um, they're not all right with that in the abortion conversation, right? In the abortion conversation, I should have the freedom to choose with what I wanna do with my body because it's my body. Um, but here again, we find the point um, because abortion does not seem to affect 
anyone else. It's not contagious, um, although it is contagious. It's a cancer. It's a devil that is permeated throughout our culture. Um, and we pray and long for the day that it's overturned in the hearts of men um, where this sin satisfaction is conquered in the hearts of men. Um, but that, that's another point is that we're okay with it in particular conversations because in particular conversations, the agenda has created a perspective where now what's going on with you can radically affect what's going on with me. And we have to stop the spread. Um, but we need to understand that in our day, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, right? We're not after people, um, even though I believe that people can be demonized. Um, I believe that people can be directly and even violently uh, inspired demonically. Um, I believe that just as people can subject themselves to God's influence and his voice, that people become subjected to the enemy's influence and his voice. Um, this is what Paul would say in Ephesians chapter two. Uh, we understand Ephesians six. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, right? It's not names and faces. It's not actual people, but that there's an influence that is influencing people, that there's an inspiration that is coming down from the powers of the air. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but it's powers, principalities, governing authorities in high places, in dark unseen realm like we understand that there's the rulers of the age we understand that there's demonic activity we understand that the enemy has an agenda um, this is what Paul would say in Ephesians 6 we don't wrestle with flesh and blood but there's an unseen realm where there's powers and principalities we understand that there's a warring in the heavens um, Daniel 10 tells us that there's regional powers and principalities there's the prince of Persia the prince of Greece and this is just according to Daniel 10 for us to realize that there is regional and national governing authorities in darkness that are actually trying to infiltrate culture and the hearts and minds of men with the enemy's agenda. This is all Bible. Whether or not we choose to believe that there is a dark agenda longing to infiltrate the hearts and minds of people and what that means is that the enemy longs to influence our own hearts and our minds. Ephesians 2 says at one point, when you open it up, at one point, this is verse 1, 2, 3. Again, this is all Bible. 1, 2, and 3 of Ephesians 2. At one point, we were all bound to the spirit of the age, to the tyranny of the powers of the air. At one point, this is at one point, all of us were in bondage. We were enslaved. We were living as captives to the tyranny of the powers of the air. And the enemy's agenda was to wield his influence through the spirit of the age, through the powers of the air, into what? Into a mindful self-indulgence where the lusts of the flesh and of the mind is what we were giving ourselves to. Now, what does that actually mean? That means whatever I feel I want or is best for me and whatever I think I want is best for me. At one time, we were all a prisoner to this way of life. This is what Paul says. He says, but then there's another category of us. 
We've actually been set free. We've come out of bondage. We've been made alive to God by the power of God's spirit. We have been brought into a beautiful union with his son, Jesus. And now we are living lives that are free from the tyranny and the enslaving of the powers of the air, where we are not given over to the wiles of the wicked one. We are not given over to the sway of the wicked one, like is referenced in 1 John 5. We are not given over to the course of this world, as is referenced in Romans 12 too. We're not given over to these things because we have been set free through the blood of the lamb and we are no longer prisoners but we live in freedom from self-indulgence and we are not given over to the influence of the enemy's agenda because we now have on the inside a divine life we now have the holy spirit we are now possessed with god's desires and we have access to what's on god's heart we have access to what's on god's mind through the holy ghost first corinthians too. So we don't live in the bondage of the attempt of the agenda of our nation and all of the influence that is being driven through a variety of channels and means. We don't have to live as prisoners to this nonsense. Um, but we can actually rise up and in our day live in freedom, live in freedom from the tyranny of the agenda. The agenda longs to cripple your life with fear and bondage. The agenda longs to have your quality of life governed by all of its information, right? Well, when the news is saying good things, then I can feel good. When the news and all of these other influencers, and by way of influencers, I'm talking about every point and place where the voice of influence is being sown into our culture. It's not only the news outlets. It's not only CNN and Fox News. It's not only Democrat and Republican, but it's also Hollywood and all of the influential talking points there. It's all of the music industry and all of their attempt to associate themselves with the conversation and the agendas and to now sow that into everything they're doing, whether it's social media points, whether it's lines in songs, whether it's things they say at their events, whether it's bringing them on and aligning next to political figures, it's all of the points and places where we find the influence being sown into the experience of our lives. But our lives don't have to be governed by all of the attempts for the agenda to permeate and saturate our hearts and minds. Um, you can actually turn those things off, you know. They have an off button. And you can actually turn to the face of Jesus. And you can say, I need help with all of this. You can actually turn to the face of Jesus and to say, this is affecting me in unhealthy ways. You can actually turn to the face of Jesus and you can say, man, I am noticing 
that I am bound by fear, that I am growing in hatred, that I am actually growing in hostility. I find myself out and about running errands and just doing day-to-day things and interacting with people in a variety of ways, whether gas station, grocery store, on the job, and I'm finding that I am hostile towards people that surround me because of the influence that has overtaken my heart. And Lord, I don't like what is happening on the inside. You can actually do this, by the way. Um, You can get away from all of this and turn to Jesus. And you can say, Lord, I'm not living consistently in the freedom that I know you've provided. And in some ways, I've been compromised. I've been compromised because I'm bringing you my viewpoint rather than asking you for yours. I'm bringing you all of my energy and hostility rather than allowing your influence in my own heart to be what Matthew describes is blessed are the peacemakers. Part of our discipleship in God should be our lives growing in becoming a peacemaker for they are the sons of God. Now, a peacemaker is not the same thing as a peacekeeper, right? A peacekeeper is more interested in preserving themselves from all of the nonsense and making sure that they can create accurate distance from all of the ways that the lack of peace may affect their own lives. I'm doing whatever I can to keep the peace, meaning satisfying or an attempt to satisfy all of the variety of sides of the conversation so that none of the agendas or that none of the energy and hostility hostility actually affects me. I'm going to try to keep the peace in my own life by way of disassociation or worse, um, celebrating all of the variety of conversation points. I'm going to rather keep the peace rather than being a peacemaker. Um, a peacemaker and a peacekeeper are not the same things. Um, a peacemaker is one who finds themselves in the midst of the hostility and chooses intentionally, if it must be, to lay down their own lives on behalf of the good for others. Um, Jesus said, I lay down my own life. No man takes it from me. Um, Where are those who are longing to lay down their own lives in order to better others? Um, They're they're few and far between, as a matter of fact. Uh, We find more peacekeepers than we do peacemakers. Those who are trying to do what's best for all. Um, Now, when I say what's best, obviously I'm talking coming out of a certain value system. Um, I'm talking about coming out of God's value system. I'm not talking about coming out of the world's value system. You're never going to satisfy all of the different compartments and categories of the world. Uh, And that's not even what Jesus was doing. Um, Jesus wasn't trying to satisfy the world's conversation. Um, He was trying to satisfy God's conversation. And he knew that by laying his life down, it was what was best. Um, He laid his life down in order to be a witness even unto God's enemies. I love you. Even though you're rebels, even though you're hostile, even though you are perceived to be enemies. I love you. 
right? Um, we could say it this way. Um, God is the only one wise enough to at times use the lives of those that love him in the way their lives are laid down in order to create a witness unto his enemies of how much he loves them. God is the only one in his masterful wisdom and in the beauty of his ways who is able to work all things together for good in at times through the laid down lives of those that love him and in the laying down of those lives, use those laid down lives as a way to testify to the executioners of his love for them, though they consider themselves to be in the moment enemies. Um, you can actually turn to the face of Jesus um, and say, Lord, the nations are raging, but what is on your heart? That there's so many angles, there's so many slants, there's so many people that have been affected, that are being affected. There's so many people, they're angry. There's so many people that have a growing hatred in their hearts. Right? This is actually one of the conditions of Matthew 24. In those days when lawlessness seems to abound, it says that the hearts of many will grow cold, that men will become lovers of themselves, that there will be a hatred that grows throughout society, right? First Timothy tells us that in those days when Paul references it, he says that men will just gather around people and search for teachers that are just saying whatever they want them to say, that there'll be a longing to have their ears tickled, that they will completely disassociate from sound doctrine and that they will rally around all types of things that are divisive and even many of them find their own hearts wandering from the faith. We understand, right? We understand and Jesus himself said that these are the beginning of the pains that are going to lean in towards the end time escalation and even the consummation of the age. We understand that we're living in days of pains that are being sown throughout the world. We understand that we're living in days where the hearts of many are growing cold because of lawlessness that is seeming to abound. The hearts of many are growing cold and calloused because of an intentional effort to cast off all of what seems to be lawful and right. And again, that being God's value system. But you can actually turn. Uh, you can turn, right? Because it's going to take more time with Jesus than time given to all of these other influences in order for you to be able to sustain a sense of serenity in your own heart. It's going to take intentional time with God in order to dig up and undo all of the attempts of the variety of ways that an agenda and that the hostility and the weaponizing of many conversations in our life and in our culture. It is going to take intentional time staring into the face of Jesus to say that this is actually changing me into something that I don't like. You first and foremost have to be willing to acknowledge it. 
Some of us are being changed. We're actually being changed. We are becoming something. And in some cases, it's unhealthy. In some cases, it's not good. In some cases, we are growing into a version of ourselves that has been hijacked. It has been compromised. In some instances, exactly what the agenda longs to see is what's bearing fruit. The results, the consequence of that influence is actually happening in my life. And I am becoming what they have been prophesying. I am turning into exactly what they desired to see happen. And there has to be a day of acknowledgement where I come before God. And I say, if you don't do something in my heart, um, this is going to continue to grow. Um, if you don't do something on the inside, I'm going to continue to morph. I'm going to continue to be reconfigured. Um, turn to Jesus. Turn to Jesus. Turn away from all of the intentional efforts of the sway of the wicked one, the course of the world, the tyranny of the powers of the air, the spirit of the age, the system of the world and our culture, turn away from all of their intentional efforts to make us hate one another, to make us be divisive towards one another, to make us become weapons of warfare towards one another, to make us even come to the point where we are willing to kill one another. Turn away from all of the efforts of the enemy and the variety of ways that it is saturating our culture. Turn away from all of the energy that is being wielded throughout our culture. Turn away from all of the darkness and the deception. Turn away from the destruction and the agenda. Turn away, but just don't turn away. Turn to Jesus. Turn to Jesus. Um, and that's what I'm actually going to pray as we close. I'm going to pray that just as there has been a sweeping across our nation of darkness, deception, agenda, and hostility, that there would be a sweeping across our nation of a move of God's spirit to free our hearts from the, the influence of darkness and deception, that there would be a sweeping move across our nation by the power of God's spirit to free the hearts of those that say they love Jesus, right? I expect the world to act like the world, but I do not expect the church to act like the world. I do not expect those who are born again, those who have God's spirit, those who now on the inside have divine life, have the empowerment, have the grace, have the radical 
fire of God. I do not expect those who have the Holy Spirit to act like the world. I expect the world to act like the world because they don't have the Holy Spirit. I expect the world to act like the world because they're not possessed with divine life. I expect the world to act like the world because they're on fire for their own lusts. But I do not expect the church to act like the world. I don't expect sons and daughters of God, those who pledge their allegiance to Jesus to act like the world. I don't expect those who have the Holy Ghost to act like the world. And so we're praying for a sweeping move across our nation to affect the church, to free the church and the hearts of the church from darkness and deception. And the way that the enemy's agenda has infiltrated our hearts and has caused us to grow up into the manifestation of his desires rather than the manifestation of God's desires. And so Lord, I ask you from coast to coast, all across our nation and even Lord throughout the world, we ask you for a sweeping move of your spirit we ask you for a sweeping move of your spirit to conquer the influence of the wicked one in our hearts. We ask you for a sweeping move of your spirit to undo all of the radical effects of darkness and deception in the hearts of those that love you. Lord, we're asking you to free us from all of the tyranny of our own demands to satisfy our lustful objectives. Free us from the bondage and the slavery of being mindful of what we want and what we think is best. Free us from what Paul says is the category where we all at one time lived. Lord, I'm asking you for a sweeping move across our nation to do what only you can do to do what only you can do. Lord, free us from darkness. Free us from deception. May we see clearly. Lord, may we see things for what they are. May we not be so given over and so casual. May we not just be oblivious and negligent, but may we see things clearly for what they are and what's happening. May we see the agenda. Maybe we, may we be aware of all of the intentions of the enemy and the variety of ways that that is saturating all of our experience of life and our culture. Lord, free our hearts. Free our hearts. Free our hearts. And may we lay down any energy for us to become a weapon against one another. Lord, may you do what only you can do in the hearts of those that love you. Conquer it, Lord, we pray. Deconstruct the influence, we pray. Free us from any place where we've fallen into deception. Yeah, Lord, we need your help. We need your help. We need your help. We long to see your church rise and fulfill your purpose. We long to see your church rise as peacemakers. We long to see your church rise. Thanks again for listening to the podcast today. We pray that it has fanned into flame the love that you have for him. 
If you would like more information about Burning Ones, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us on social media, visit our website, burningones.org, or download our app.